Welcome to the Soft Spot Podcast, everyone. I have my sister, Shayla, joining me tonight. I also have a a couple and family therapist, Cherry Jones, who has agreed to join us tonight as well. So tonight's topic is going to be about blended families. And we have brought cherry on because she is the expert in this topic and we have a few questions that came in that we want to you know get her input and get her advice on and hopefully it could be helpful to other people who have these same questions and maybe haven't had anyone to turn to to get any answers um so the first question I want to ask you cherry is Mm -hmm. When it comes to dating and everything like that, what is the best way to introduce your children to a new significant other? (laughs) So the thing is, there is absolutely no best way. The thing is, it, it depends on what works well for you and your family. So that's something that I always try to expressed to my families who I work with and it's mostly like black and brown families who I do work with in general but when this has come up something that I would offer as a piece of advice is whether or not everybody feels comfortable even meeting in the first place right so mm-hmm. it's, it's some people who don't feel as though their children should even meet their significant other until after they get married that's on, that's the honest truth. Some folks don't believe that their partner should be introduced to their children um, or that they should be introduced to their children as soon as they start dating. So it ranges, it ranges. And so what the best thing is, is to know your children. That's one. And to move off of, off of them. Yeah, that, um, that definitely makes sense like you know your children better than anyone you know how they will react off yep. of somebody else you know coming into the picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um how would you what would be some of the best ways that a step parent would deal with you know maybe when they're meeting their potential stepchildren like disrespect or them automatically not liking them or having a grudge against them oh with that it's always making sure you check in with your partner about it like never check the child first always check in with your partner um because as we said before that person who has the child they know that child the best and of course always asking for consent asking questions for permission something that we use within couple and family therapy is asking for permission I got a question that kind of pertains to that. So, okay. so like I'm in a blended family mm-hmm. right now. So like with me, when it comes to like the disrespectful child, I think at a certain point, when is it okay for me to not tiptoe? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes I have to tiptoe around it because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm not intentionally hurting your feelings. But anytime I say no, then I'm hurting your feelings and you want to be disrespectful. Mm. And with this, I always tell families, it's always in the how and not the what. So the what is them being disrespectful. 
the second is how you address it. So will you address it by stating, hey, this is the line that you just crossed and you stating that in front of the parent or do you say that with just the child? And then now, also do you say it with both? Mm-hmm. I, I do address it more so with her dad, you know, and which is sometimes is okay, but not okay. It's just, I guess for me, I feel like I have to tiptoe just because I have to be sensitive to the child's feelings, which you are supposed to be. Yes. But then it's like, how much disrespect, like, especially if now you've been around for years mm-hmm. and you're, you, you've been around for years. So it's like, oh, I didn't just pop up yesterday. I've now been right. around for many years and we like still that, go through the same thing. I feel like that still goes back to your partner. It's like, okay, so we've had this interaction multiple times. I've been treated the same disrespect each time you all know my boundaries it's years that have passed you all know me right and so now i need for you to like step in and to say something to your child as well but it'll happen more so more so when they're not around Mm -hmm. but then i'll address it when the parent is around okay but when you address it it's like like little simple things as if you see me and mind you, we we all live in the same house. My mm-hmm. stepchildren live with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what is so hard? And even my children do the same thing. And I never understood this. What is so hard for y'all to speak to the adults that's in the house? To say mm-hmm. hello. Like, mm-hmm. if you see me in the hallway, and it's the very beginning of the day, if I say hello, good morning, why can't you say hello, good morning? Instead wow. of just looking at me like I never said nothing. So I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. How is the communication between like all the family members within the house? Within the house, the communication is we've gotten better. Okay. Let me say that we have gotten better because we what we have learned is that the children try to play us against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which they always will. They, they right. Always so the one thing I can't say over time now and over the course that we've been together we now are able to decipher, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What they're doing. Okay. And so my question is for your specific family, because all families are different. That's one top one to always remember. The second thing is all blended families will look different, feel different, act different. And so what is the culture of your family? That's the number one question that I have for you. And the second one is, have you and your family, your blended family, had family meetings yet? Um, We have several family meetings. Like, we have family meetings probably every other week. Okay. Now, the, the culture of it is the only problem is, you know, the, bi- the biological parents on the outside. Yeah. I think the issue that we have with all of them, including, you know, my children's biological parents, is everybody has something negative to say. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. but we're the ones out here who's really taking care of the children, doing everything for the children. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like in the beginning, it was like, okay, you know, I understand. They, they knew to me. They just having to move in the home with me. I yeah. couldn't imagine having to leave my mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a huge shift. That's yeah. a mm-hmm. huge shift to yeah. go from my parents were together and now they're not. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to stay with somebody totally different. Mm-hmm. So, the and the thing is, like, even till, still to this day, like, biological mom, we don't speak. 
Like mm-hmm. we can be in the same vicinity mm-hmm. and we don't speak. We uh, we bypass each other. Okay. And that's something that you two just came to agree upon. I got to that point to just agree upon because as a mom in the beginning, I tried to reach out as a mom and as a woman. Mm-hmm. I tried to do the reaching out, but she wasn't interested. So now I'm to the point to where I'm not interested. Mm. Because it's like, I I couldn't understand certain things, but I wanted to be able to, you know, I want the step, I want to be the stepmom that I want my kid's stepmom to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just as long as I'm good to the children and all of that, you know, I don't think it should matter as long as I'm not mistreating them. But I don't think you should feel like, and I've even, one conversation I did have with her, I said, I don't ever want you to think that I'm trying to be their mom. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a mother-like influence Yeah, on them. And I've even, you know, I even go the extra mile of, you know, it's Mother's Day. We buy her a gift and, you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. when I tell you the the disrespect that I've gotten is just like crazy. And it's hard for the kids and it's hard, you know, it's you could tell it's hard for all of us when we're around each other. Yeah. Like the tension is deep. So Cherry, um, <laughs> what would be some good ways to kind of deal with some of the boundary issues that do come from the biological parent? And what, what are some steps that, you know, Shayla could use to make, I mean, it's so much bad blood at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they could foster a healthy community, a healthy relationship, but what steps could Shayla take to maybe possibly try to turn her and the biological mother's relationship around? Right. Right. Yes. She's That's not- what I was just about to ask. Like, mm-hmm. I do all of that, but then it's like, Oh, you're nobody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just like, mm-hmm. how do you cope with that? And it's like me, I try to be like, okay, well, I'm trying to be more mature because I am older, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, how much when how much is too much? Of course. And so then my question to you is where is your support? Because you know it's not gonna happen or you're not gonna get it from the biological mother. Right. It's like, where is your support then? Like, are you able to go to your partner and say, hey, this is how I'm... Right. I mean, yeah, like, my partner understands. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. my partner understands, like, he tries his best. Like, even in a particular situation, um, there was an event for one of the kids, and, yeah. you know, she was invited. We invited her. And she came in and made sure she spoke to everybody except for me. She basically displays the same thing that she make her children do to me. Like, oh, don't wow. speak to me. And um, I'm so, sorry that happened. <laughs> that's so sad. So, you know, he's like, hey, you remember Shay? That's her, you know? She's like, oh, hey. No, like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. We in, in order for us to have some type of boundaries to where we are, if if I have to just be quiet and, you know, stick to myself versus entertain your shenanigans, that's kind of where I'm at now. Especially, like, when the kids seeing you. Especially when the kids are watching your every move. Cause we think right. They- and they look all the time. They're watching the entire time. They talk amongst each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that, like, 
when you see your parent being disrespectful to your step parent, that I feel like that tells that child, oh well, if my mom can disrespect her, then it's fine for me to disrespect her as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Which is why you have to set boundaries in place. Which is why you have to have that open communication. Which is why I ask, like, how are the family meetings? Is it to where your partner is saying, hey? I know you all have seen this occur and this happen. Right. But I want you to know that this is incorrect. This is not how we treat her. Right. Your bonus mom. This is not right. how we're going to treat her moving forward. I want you to know that every time you see this act of disrespect, I'm right. expecting you all to not do the same thing. And that takes one, like you and your partner being on one accord. And it also takes you and your biological children being on one accord as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are some good ways of helping to blend different discipline techniques and styles that each individual parent might have? I go back to this each time, but it's about like actually talking, talking it through. What are we going to do? Okay, so when one kid says, hey, my mom said this is okay to do at her house, but you telling me this is not okay to do at your house. How do you talk with your partner about that? You two have to have such great over-communication that it makes no sense. Over-communicate. Hey, this is what they sent me in the text messages. Hey, this is what they said today. This is what um, our child said about this X, Y, and Z. And we need to have a conversation around this. Not with the kids, but without the kids first and then with the kids. So it's always you and your partner setting the rules, coming together, making sure you two are on one accord. So that way, when you have those family meetings, you two aren't blindsided by anything because you all have already had the conversation. They can't come at you with any other extra stuff about when the rules will be, who's going to come back home at a certain time, how long you can be on the tablet because you and your partner have already stated those things within YouTube's um, conversation before talking about it with the entire family. So I think that's where you come up with the the techniques to blend the techniques, discipline, or just a reward. So we always talk about like discipline kids, right? This Mm -hmm. is what we're going to do when they don't do certain things. But what are the ways in which you reward kids for doing positive things and things that you really, really love to see them do? Right. So making sure that y'all two are on the same same page with that information. I think that's always beautiful to let the kids know. Right. It was mm-hmm. hard. I mean, it, it, it can be hard sometimes, but I will say it was new for the both of us. Like, you know, I come from a blended family. So for me, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was a little bit easier. Yeah. Because I am a child of a, bl- a blended family, but to a person who is not used to it or is not used to being with someone else who has children, mm-hmm. it was a little rocky in the beginning. The kids, like when I tell you again, the kids, all of all of them, including mine, were like playing us against each other. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, well, wait, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was telling my husband earlier. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm the best one to talk about blended families because I, we had a blended family, but didn't necessarily know that we were a blended family. Mm-hmm. But one, it wasn't labeled as blended family. That's one. And then two, it was kind of like, you don't talk about being a blended family. That's the other one. 
the mm. other piece to it, right? And it's right. Just, it's just it's a lot of layers that comes with being a blended family. But at the same time, like I've grown up with my dad's first child, and she has been a part of my family this entire time. And so it's five of us, five girls, and then it's her. She's the oldest of of all of us, and we treat her like she's our sister. But the thing that I failed to to think about was how my mom dealt with with that, her being a bonus mom. She had to always ask my dad, like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? How do I handle these things? And she came to my sister afterwards and would be like, well, I don't know, like, how your mom would take this, but this is something that I would do. Right. And so just trying to have that that balance because it is difficult, especially when the other parent the biological parent doesn't respect the bonus parent and when they fail to see the bonus parent as being an additional source of of information an additional positive source for their child so yes that can be very very difficult and at the same time it's it's up to us as the parents to be not necessarily more positive but to be healthy for the child right to act in more healthy manner because positive can look different for me, for you. What's positive can look different for the bonus parent, the biological parent. It's about like what's healthy for the child, their existence, them being or feeling as though they're loved, right? Them being appreciated within. So, Cherry, uh, I wanted to ask you too. What are some good examples of what you would consider to be good reward systems for children when they are? exhibiting behaviors that you can appreciate good reward systems so this looks different for any family like what a good reward system might look like for my child might not be a good reward system for somebody else Mm -hmm. but I would say um, (laughs) one thing is being able to uh, spend the night over at someone's house that can be like a, a good reward system um, another way is having or talking with your partner about what it is that they do certain chores around the house or if they say certain things that are healthy for or within the family at that time so miss shay i don't know like how you how you would like to be called with your bonus children but some bonus parents, they don't want to be called mom or dad. They're like, no, just call me by, by my name. You can just call right. me by my name. You don't have to call me mom or dad. And so maybe like you have or sister. We're out. We're going to have takeout this time. We're going to make sure that you have an extended amount of time on your television or your tablet, those types of things, just to make sure that they know that this is some behavior that should be appreciated and some behavior right. should be rewarded with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they love our reward system. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are the rewards that you have set up within your family? So like within mine, like, of course, they we get them little things throughout. Mm-hmm. What they do, we'll take them out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like right now, because of the pandemic, we're not letting them go to anybody's houses of yeah. their parents. So yeah. that's kind of as a treat for them, though. They when they go to the grandparents' house, you know, grandparents is gonna do all the extras um with them. Cause with my 
family is a family of seven. All okay. of us is five children. <laughs> okay. So everybody kind of and of different ages. So everybody kind of have different ways. Of course, they always love the monetary rewards. They love those. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they love those over time. But yeah, we do do little things for them, you know, or they get extra time, like you say, doing certain things, staying up late. Yes. We give them that extra time as well. So um, they pretty much got the reward down packed. As far as the discipline, they don't like those rules. Of course, no kids do. Of course not. And then, of course, it looks different from when you have a toddler versus when you have a teenager versus right. when you have an adult child, like a child that comes back from college. Right. That reward system is going to look totally different than someone who is in high school. It's going to look totally different than a, a child who is a toddler. So that's why I was like, wait a minute. It looks so different for each family. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to know your child. But in order to know your child, you got to spend time with your child. Right. So that's the other piece, too. So right. it's all about um, the time and the relationship that you have with your children and being able to cater those reward systems, the discipline um, to, to their needs. Um, now, another piece that I wanted to bring. So sometimes it's not the bonus parent and the children that are having relationship problems. Sometimes it's the children within each other. So, you know, um, the children from each side of the relationship. How? What are some effective ways of dealing with issues between the children? Ooh, the bonus siblings. Bonus yeah. siblings. <laughs> Yes. And so <laughs> I'm thinking of like kids who kind of like have to be with each other. They're like, man, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> like, I don't have to be with you. But our parents are forcing us to be with one another. It's all about making sure that you have multiple activities where all the children feel appreciated, loved. They each know the different skills that they contribute to the family that helps the family out. So it's always nice to have different roles for each person or for each family to come up with multiple roles for each child to have because it goes back to saying like we're all we're this huge system that needs every part to work because we're all dependent on each singular part right so we're all that we make this huge thing happen as a family but we need each of you in order to contribute to making this thing happen. So make sure that everybody feels loved and appreciated and that everybody has a role to fulfill. And then highlighting those skills that they each have because a child can go throughout, I say like a whole year. I've, I've seen this where a child goes throughout the whole year or their entire lives at 19 for doing certain things, which is sad, but it's like if you're doing something well, you're the least likely to get rewarded for doing that thing well. It's essentially if you're doing something wrong, we want you to do something well or do something better so that we right. can reward you. Versus you're doing you're doing everything right. Go ahead, keep doing it. And so mm -hmm. we don't reward that child necessarily. We look at those who are doing something that are that are going against the grain or going against what we want them to do. And so being able to say, hey, I see what you're doing here. Hey, I'm going to affirm you here. Hey, make sure you keep doing that because I really, 
truly love that you're doing that. I think that that helps with the children seeing each other as being beneficial, them both seeing, oh, okay, well, I have this thing that I really love and that my parents see that I love, but you also have this thing that they love too. And making sure you reiterate that and have them is very helpful. And of course, you have to have like bonding time. So making sure that each child has a different um, time or set in space where they're able to relate to one another. I'm not sure exactly how many kids are within a certain family. It might just be two, but then there also might be three, four, five bonus children that someone might have. But just making sure that they have that time alone with one another, but then also mm-hmm. having time like with the parents too, because it's a completely different relationship. Kids being with the kids versus kids being with the parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is actually kind of a, a good idea, like having that individual bonding time with each child. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so you're saying that would be good to do, you know, should it be both parents with that one particular child or should it be the bonus parent with the bonus child just trying to improve that relationship? It's so many different combinations. Yeah. So many different combinations. And I think that each family should try their best to do each combination that they can think of. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, that there's there's two children and the biological parent has their own biological child and they come together, right? So there's it's just two kids within the entire family. I feel as though both parents should have their time with one child, but then they also should have their time with both children. But then one parent should be with both children. And then the bonus parents should be with just the children as well. And then of course, having time like where the children are with themselves. I think that having a combination of all of those multiple relationships is beneficial to the family as a whole working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what about when you have um, one of your bonus children who even though it's been several years they kind of don't want to let go of the relationship that their parents once held and you know they do certain things to try to sabotage you know you all's relationship because they do want their parents back together how can you deal with that as a family and saying what it is moving forward because there are often those false hopes that come it's like I really want my parents to be together but somehow this bonus parent is getting in the way of it or this bonus family that I had is really getting in the way of me and my parents being together and so of course we all want that but we should try to question like where that comes from Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll say like going back to making sure that they know that one the bonus parent isn't replacing the biological parent at all I think that that's number one and that that's key within blended families and just making sure that they know that they're loved they're cared for but it, it takes a lot for the biological parent of that child who really wishes for their parents to be together to say hey I understand that I'm with your bonus parent right now and um, we need to work through this issue together however we need to but I want you to know that it's not going to happen between me and your your other biological parent sometimes that has to be verbally stated Mm -hmm. because 
what happens is the lack of communication. There's all these assumptions that occur. Yeah. It gets really, really messy. And so that's why I go back to communication. Has there been enough communication? You need to over-communicate. So, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that is very helpful. Um, I think that is really all the questions I had. Shay, did you have anything else? Um, she actually answered a lot of my questions. <laughs> oh, she did. She, did. she, she most did. definitely did. It, like, I got a different insight on a lot of different things now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, to be honest, I have a different insight, and I actually think I'm gonna try to do better. Okay. Okay. With working on it because it's something that you know I think is needed, and I think more family meetings will need to happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but I think we could get there. And yeah. remember that kids, they know and they see so much more than what we give them credit for. We think that they just really don't pay attention to a lot of things, but they know and they feel so much too. That's the other thing. They right. feel some things. They don't. They might not always have the words to say it, but they feel it. They feel the tension in the house. They feel the tension between like their parents, the siblings, and they just might not have the words for it. And it's up to us as parents, it's up to us as adults to be able to verbalize it in the appropriate manner for them developmentally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this time, Cherry, I want to take time to give you a little time to um, shout out your businesses, maybe your um, website and your social media information if there's other people who want to maybe reach out to you or need some of your services um i'm gonna leave the mic open for you to give that information out okay well um i am a couple family therapists as you said before thank you so much for having me on this platform i love working with families i love working with couples i love 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 working with children as well and so for me i have uh, my on Instagram. It's Berry Gummy Bear. Um, So follow me at Berry Gummy Bear. I love talking about Black families. I love talking about Black women, especially. I love talking about um, Black women who are also moms. So follow me there. But then I also have a family business. So I'm with Just Jones LLC on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And so me and my husband, we are currently um, uh, it's basically a housing company that houses our arts, our gifts for black families and families of color. And so what we love to do is he loves to DJ. He's an educator. I'm an educator. I love doing freelance writing. So you all can check out our business there. But we also love to give great tips and techniques for black families with black children. Um, doing some great black things, <laughs> black power. So yes, that's us. So you all can follow me, and you all can follow us there. All right, I love it. And Shay, I know you've shouted your business out before, but of course, I want you to go ahead and shout your businesses out. Um, yes, my Instagram is at drip j l a you all can follow me if you want all your custom jewelry custom accessories whether it's jewelry or home accessories um 
And Facebook is jamming life assistance. I had a brain freeze out. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I had a straight brain freeze. I was about to get an Instagram again. No, my um, Facebook is jamming life accessories. Um, I can be reached on either platforms as well. Alrighty, and you guys can also reach me on my Instagram if you have questions. Um, my Instagram is my soft spots with an S. Um, I'm also on Facebook now, currently, um, and you can also go to my website, which is mysoftspot.org for all your adult toy needs. So thank you guys. Oh, I have one more, one more. Go ahead. I have one more that you guys need to follow and that is CB Sense. Yes. Candles. (laughs) (laughs) that is my daughter's candle business. So she's nice. a new entrepreneur on the scene selling um, custom candles. So you okay. can find her on Instagram at CB Sense with an S. CB and Sense. you can find a few of her candles there. Hmm. So I want to thank everyone for joining the Soft Spot podcast tonight and hope to see you next time. Bye.